You're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. Hey everyone, you're listening to World of WWE, a WWE podcast. We are covering WWE Monday Night Raw, January 4th, 2021. It is the first Raw of 2021. I can't believe it. I'm joined by my co-host, Dan. Good to see you, man. How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. Awesome. What did you think? Legends Night. Were you excited for this Raw? I mean, I was kind of excited. I mean, I was as... It was weird. I, I was kind of excited, but at the same time, I wasn't like... It's just a regular show. I mean, no matter if there's Legends on it or whatever, it's just a regular show. Yeah, they, they were making it. They were billing it like it was going to be almost... Do you remember? You probably will. Do you remember back... I'll say like 2013, 2014, 2012, maybe, 2012, maybe, but like 2014, 2015, when I think it was 2015, when they were going into the Royal Rumble and it was Brock Lesnar in the big show. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Okay. Do you remember when they had that one Raw where it was sort of like the Raw flashback or something and they had like Vince in the doing commentary and it was all the old the old raw sign was there yeah and, yeah yeah where jake the snake kind of like put the uh, thing on uh, the snake on dean ambrose or whatever and like they was still on the shield or whatever or something yeah exactly something like that yes those are the type of legend shows i like because they yeah. integrate the past they put the legends in the ring and they give them more to do. Now it's just almost like you're walking through a museum and they're behind the glass just like smiling and waving. Like, I don't know. We'll get into that later. But thank you for tuning in. Um, we've been looking at places and it seems like Spotify, along with many others, is the place to go to listen to our podcast. But that's not the only place to go to, to listen to us. We are also on Anchor. Well, An- Anchor. What am I talking about? An- Anchor. Anthony cannot talk today. We are on Anchor. We are on CastBox. We are on Google Podcasts. We are on Breaker. We are on Google Podcasts and much more. I'll put all the links in the video because my mind is blank because I am so into Legends Night right now. Um, Also, you can check us out on YouTube, World of WWE. We post a lot of bonus episodes and bonus content on there. And we are live on Instagram and Facebook, and I'll post all of that. Normally, I have Carlos that promotes the Instagram page, but we're missing him today. So I will just post that in the chat. But anyways, the chat, actually in the description. I've, I'm so used to being on YouTube and telling people to talk to me in the chat that sometimes I'll say chat and words that I normally use for YouTube. And I am not high or anything, so that's probably my that's probably my problem. Maybe I should be to do this. Maybe next time. Maybe not. Maybe not, right? Maybe it might be even worse. Um, so, um... Tonight's Raw started off kind of weird. Um, there was like a cell phone that said Hulkamania on it, and it was ringing. Yeah. <laughs> and then the camera, I think it like in my head, I don't know if this really happened, but like in my thought process, the camera slowly like peels up. 
you see it's Hulk Hogan, and the whole world's like, Vince makes them do this stupid, crazy chant, the crazy pop for him, like anyone really cared if they saw him. He Nobody basically, really cares about Hogan anymore. Nah. I mean, his time is passed. Yeah. Uh, Legends Night, that... the. They're, they call it Legends Nights. It should be Has Been Night because a lot of the people they have on there, like... Has been. Yeah. Um, so he picks up the phone and um, he talk. He just welcomes everybody to Legends Night. You know, it was really weird. I don't know why they had him answer the phone um, or why not even have him come into the ring and do like a, what you gonna do when Legend Night runs wild on you? You know, some kind of stupid thing. Yeah. But, eh, that was it. So, yes, that's the beginning. And then Miss TV starts, and the Miss and John Morrison are dressed to compete. I always hate when they do that because it kind of spoils you know that if they're dressed to compete, that the person that's going to come on their show is going to fight with them. So I like it better when they, like, have the matches later on in the night so that then they give it some time. I don't know. But kind of like making a main event, kind of like how they used to do when they did open. Promo. Yeah, like if you're hosting your Miss TV, sometimes Miss comes out in a suit. Why are you gonna come out dressed ready to fight when you don't know you're about to fight somebody? You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. It kind of like how they used to do in the early 2000s with like Edge and, and Cena. Like mm-hmm. Edge would become a promo on Cena, and then uh, like Eric Bischoff or someone would come out and say, "You two are gonna fight later here tonight," or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, like there, there was a lot more thought going yeah, into everything. Actually, like you know, they're actually out there just to talk, not to fight. Supposedly, we're idiots. I guess us fans noticing stuff like this, we're really the morons, I guess. Um, So, John Morrison says that The Miz is a legend, and he is awesome. Um, Miz says it's the first Raw of the new year. And John Morrison says 2021 will be the year of The Miz and John Morrison. Um, They have their guests, The New Day, come down. Um, and then New Day come down, and they say they have a show called New Day Talks. Um, who the heck is this? Something like that. Yeah. And then The Miz says that Xavier Woods is going to bomb on G4. Um, and then Kofi Kingston pulls out cue cards. I thought that the segment was kind of boring. I, it, I think the only thing that – and it was just kind of like a savior at the end – Mm-hmm. I don't know if you want to get that now. Or like, well, well, yeah, we can't because I was just about to get there. Are you going to talk about the SmackDown GM? Yes, yes, I was mm-hmm. actually. I think Go ahead. The only thing they tried to save it with where Teddy Long comes out and says, You're going to go warm with the Undertaker. <laughs> yeah. and, then he, and then he gets like told, uh, Undertaker's retired. He's like, Then you're going to have a tag team match player. I think that's really the only thing they kind of saved it. Like, it wasn't really good, but it was, it was kind of like a nice, uh, you oh, know. My but dear. the one thing I didn't understand, he's not the general manager. What gives him the right to make a match? Well, maybe the, I mean, I don't know. Maybe I could. I don't even know. Do they have a GM anymore? No, but the person that supposedly is kind of like the GM is that loser guy, Adam Pierce who was supposedly training Keith Lee on how to wrestle because Vince McMahon didn't like his wrestling ability. Mm. And I don't even... I literally keep forgetting about him. Wasn't he, like, the person that uh, I told Randy Orton or something about The Fiend or whatever? I don't know, I guess. He's the bald guy that's always, like, making matches and shit. He looks like somebody from, like, J&J Security yeah. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. 
It was Seth Rollins. And he is the one teaching Keith Lee how to fight. Okay. Um, okay. So Yeah, he totally looks like a guy that could fight. I've never seen him fight once in the ring. I've never even heard of him. So yeah. we go to the match. I thought it was a good match, and I noted that I like the way that Xavier Wood fights because he kind of fights like a, a video game character. You know, like he does all these kind of cool moves, and he runs around the ring, and I really like Xavier Woods. He's um, a very underestimated wrestler, I feel. Yeah, I really like him. He's one of my favorites. Like, there's some, like I like that he's different. He does weird and different things, you know? Yeah. Woods is one of my favorites. But the ending came when John Morrison tried to pin. He had his feet on the ropes, but Kofi kicked and pushed them off. And Xavier Woods was able to get a nice kick to, to John Morrison and get the win. I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a good start to Raw. Um, this match... Again, I feel it should have happened later on, but, you know... Yeah, it was kind of, like, rushed. But the match, I thought the match was good. I liked... It was good. It was a good match. But it was, you know, it was all right. It was a good match. So then we see Randy Orton backstage. I really liked this promo that he gave. He talks about how voices told them to set Alexa on fire, but he couldn't do it because something changed in him. And okay, the, so apparently he didn't light her on fire. Like he didn't. So no, so he says he did not light her on fire. He says that the voices. Okay, so he had the, the match lit. He had her dousing gasoline for nothing. Yeah, right. he he goes, I'll tell you what he says. He says, the voices told him to set her on fire, but he couldn't do it because something changed in him because the fiend made him change. He showed her mercy, but he hates himself for it. But every but he is capable of, of only of any and everything, and he wants to find some legends and have a talk. So Randy Warren did not set her on fire because he claims the fiend changed him and he showed her mercy on her. But he hates himself for doing that. I mean, it didn't make a hundred percent sense to me, but I do think that like Randy Orton is really good at problems mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that's what it was. I liked about it. it wasn't like what he was saying, but the way his tone, the way he was presenting it, like he when he said like just a me- or no, he said something along the lines of like um. He hates himself for what he did, but just imagine how much like hate he has for himself onto somebody else. So like that was kind of like I was like okay because he's fucking nuts, and I'm like, or is he gonna just start killing every fucking legend he comes and sees? Um, yeah. So it it was like it was a good promo to kind of like tie into what happened on last week, which I thought was stupid. They should have done a segment, but maybe Alexa wasn't around. I don't know. But it was it was kind of leading into tonight's match that he had with Jeff Hardy and sort of what he was going to do throughout the show. Yeah. So next we have Alicia Fox and she's backstage with Angel Garza. I really like Alicia Fox. I don't think she gets a lot of credit, and it's Alicia Fox. yeah, Foxy. She's crazy. She's weird, but I like her. You know, <laughs> and, I never really understood the uh, Alicia Fox character. I just never really understood her. Yeah, I, I just, I, when she, yeah, she didn't really, she never really had a character. It wasn't until she, um, 
started acting crazy that that became her character because when she first debuted she was just like a normal well she actually debuted i don't know why we're talking about this legends nice but she was in the the feud with triple h and edge when edge cheated on vicky with alicia fox alicia fox was the oh, wedding yeah, planner right. yeah it was like 2008 or whatever and they yep. had to go against undertaker inside the hell in the cell at SummerSlam because of it because yep. he cheated on ricky with her yeah exactly so that's how she started but yeah she's cool though she was all right i was good to see her back um he runs into sergeant slaughter mickey james and tatanka and um Angel Garza gives his rose to Mickey, and Sergeant Slaughter calls him a maggot. So, Tatanka, he was popular in the early 90s. He wasn't really Native American, but he did a really good warrior call and um, all that good stuff. And Sergeant Slaughter, I never really was into him. He was around again late. Well, he was around in the 80s and 90s. Um, Yeah, at one point, he was an Iraqi vendor or something. Yes, he was an Iraqi sympathizer, yes. And um, with the Attitude Era plug in that on January 20th, he might be on ringside, be at ringside for one of the matches. But, yeah, so um, it was just a moment to get all those people. Mickey James, I love Mickey James. Can't say enough about her. I, lo- I love Mickey James. Like, I, I would marry Mickey James. You know, like, she's the type of woman that you marry. You know what I'm saying? I would marry me. Didn't she cheat on a lot of people though? Like, didn't she cheat on Ed Cena or whatever? Who? Somebody, uh, Mickey James. Cheated on who? <laughs> oh, she cheated on someone with Cena. I remember it. Like, so oh, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, well, she also was a porn star. So I <laughs> but I mean, now. I mean, but listen, 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 though. Hang on. Hang on. She's in her early 20s, who knows her situation. She could have been, you know, living on her own, you know, maybe a regular waitress job. She couldn't afford it. So she said, you know what? This will make mad money. Hey, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you're a porn star. Don't hate us. It's okay. It's a life choice. So we're going to tell you, that's what you choose to do. That's you know, but I think she, I think she over, you know, but here's the thing though, dude. And like, I, I understand what you're saying because I'm someone who I'm against cheating too, but it's almost like second nature in the wrestling business. Like they all cheat on fucking each other, man. It's ridiculous. Yeah. No, I mean, this was like in real life. This was my story. Oh yeah. yeah. No, I know. And John Cena actually got his career ruined. Mickey did career ruined by John Cena because mm-hmm. of it. Well, and even um, Triple H, there's even stories with him where he was even, Two stores with him. He was with China. He left her for Steph, and he left her at the at the. And then there was he was with this lady named Maria, who won the Raw Diva Surge, and he hooked up with her, and then she got fired, and she went to TNA. And do you know anything about her? No, not Maria. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm calling Maria Canales. <laughs> not Maria. I mean, um, <laughs> no, 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 not her. Not her. I'm sorry. Her name is Christy Hemi. This girl who was with him. So he, you know, they, they they all do it, but I guess I'm just I, I like Mickey James. I don't know. She's friends with Trish Stratus. Leave her alone, okay? Right. Okay. So next we have AJ Styles with Omis taking on Elias with Jackson Riker. Um, I literally wrote on my notes nothing important. <laughs> like, uh, you know, Styles got the style clash for the win. 
after the match, Jackson Riker tried to. I feel like they're kind of making Styles a babyface or something like that. Like recently, he hasn't like done anything heelish, you know. Yeah, and and I think especially with this episode, they did because when Riker goes to because Jackson Riker is about to hit AJ with the guitar behind his back, but then almost comes and kicks the guitar before he could hit AJ, and I noticed that they had the fans chanting when that happened. So I think you're right. I think they're trying to bring us down the the good guy, the babyface Styles train again, which I like Styles no matter what. So I'm for it. Yeah. Um, next came the WWE Women's Tag Championship tag match. I, oh, no, wait. It wasn't for the tag titles. It was just a regular match. I'm sorry. In my notes, I have it written as that, but it's not. It was a basic tag match. The Women's Tag Champion Charlotte Flair and the Raw Women's Champion Asuka, they come down with the Nature Boy Ric Flair, and um, they're taking on the team of Peyton Royce and Lacey Evans. But before the match happens, Matt Riddle is backstage with the Big Show, and you know he's just talking to him jokingly. And then Riddle leaves, and Randy Warren comes over to the Big Show, and um, basically he just like talks shit to the Big Show and says that he can't fight because of him. And then the Big Show tells Randy Warren that he can fight anytime. And Randy just says, BS, you don't have any guts, and just basically wants Big Show to fight him, but Big Show doesn't do anything about it. So that's kind of like going into um, this. And also, before the match starts, the announcers say that Lacey Evan was getting too friendly with Ric Flair backstage. So Ric Flair got yes, himself a date I tonight. Yes. They're getting it on. The bang are gone. Get it on. All right. Um, I thought it was a good match. I thought it was a really good tag match. Um, I we, mean, the ending. Yes, we'll talk about that. So the ending comes, right? So I noticed that she, <laughs> Lacey had flirted hard with Ric Flair. But the ending was kind of crap because I don't know if you noticed this and maybe you're going to tell me this, but when Ric Flair pulls her leg, he straight up is looking and sees who he is pulling. Like, if you look closely, like, he's just straight up grabbing Charlotte. And I'm thinking for a minute, like, maybe he was turning on her. But then when the announcer says, oh, my God, he didn't see her. I'm like, oh, okay, so maybe they're saying he didn't see Charlotte. But he straight up looked right into the camera, and he looked right at the leg, and he pulled his daughter. So, I don't understand if that was like an actual botch or what do you mean? <laughs> like, I mean, like, I feel like maybe he could have like done as like a, like a botch. Oh, yeah, it was a total botch. Yeah, no, it was a total botch. Like, he totally fucked up. Like, he was supposed to not, he wasn't supposed to look at her as he was doing it, but he, I guess, maybe timing was off. Maybe the camera was supposed to get the leg and not him. I don't know, but he's totally seen looking right at it as he pulls it. And, like, the other thing, too, is, like, his body was in that direction, too. Like, if you're pulling someone's leg, you're going to pull and then kind of turn away. Like, his whole face was just, like, staying. It was weird. It was it, it, it was weird. But Yeah, I didn't really understand the ending that much with the whole flare thing. I just didn't understand it. I thought that Lacey Evans did really good in this match. And I was in Peyton Royce. I love Peyton Royce, so I can't talk highly about her enough. I love Peyton Royce. But... Lacey Evans is someone who I really wasn't into. Like, I liked her as a person, but I felt really bored by her with her whole feud with Becky Lynch last year. Well, two years ago now. And, um, but I thought she did really good. I thought she did a lot of good progress in this match. But the moment for me that made me, I literally 
Now listen, I was a little high, but <laughs> when high. when Charlotte um Listen, don't be Tally, okay? Who's Tally? From South Park Tally? Dude, I only like I don't watch I don't know all of it. I have to refresh myself, Park. I know a couple. I haven't seen all the seasons, so I don't know. Don't forget the Brantow. I'll have to see him. The only thing I know that sort of relates to that is Mr. Hanky. But I don't know. I mean I mean it's, it's, yeah, it's a talking towel that always gets high. <laughs> well, that's all, folks. <laughs> Sounds like me. I have yeah. to go. I'll go look it up um, and then let you guys know next week. Raw recap what I think of uh, Mr. Towley. <laughs> but now nah, uh, I did. I had a moment where I was like, wow. I wrote that in my comments. I said, Charlotte Flair has a moment making me say, wow. She tells Rick to stay out of her business and tells him to back up now. I was like, oh, shit. Like, she was not playing with him. Did she tell him, like, the mind is like, stay out of her business? Stay out of my business. Seriously. Yeah. I was like, yo, this is some really, this is some Thanksgiving fight going on in front of us, man. I'm just glad the guy is one legend dog, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, here's my thing that scares me about this. And I'm not into spoilers. This this, this yeah. is not a spoiler. This is not a spoiler. It's, it's not a prediction. It's a spoiler. This is, listen, I'm going to give you, yes, let's pull him. I'm going to give you a prediction, okay? Because it could, it's, it's a rumored prediction. So if you don't want to hear a rumor, don't listen right now, okay? Yeah. No, no, listen, just a couple years or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, fast forward. Like, go to, like, I don't know, we're at 2205. Go to, like, I don't know, 26, and you're fine. So I heard that, supposedly, for this year's WrestleMania, and I think we've talked about this, it's going to be Asuka versus Charlotte Flair. And I have a feeling that tonight is the beginning of it. Because... Charlotte Flair, two or three weeks ago when she debuted, wasn't bad. She was just like, I'm back. I'm happy to be back. And she was like, you know, all excited. We did see a glimpse. Carlos did make a good point because when she was about, when she was talking to Asuka, she's like, and about the Raw Women's title. And Asuka, and then she got interrupted by, I think it was a tag. It was Nia and Shayna. So I think this is the beginning of Charlotte Asuka, too, or... Charlotte fighting someone different than Asuka, but playing the heel role. Because it was just kind of out of nowhere, you know what I'm saying? And I understand it's Legends Night, but the, like, dude, like, her, she, I love Charlotte Flair, because she, like, she was, I've seen her get angry and cranky, but I was like, wow, like, this was a different, in my opinion, a different side. I think side. she was just dancing in Oh, you're saying that you think that um, she added more anger to the story by because she was upset about the bodge? <laughs> yeah. Dude, I can't wait. <laughs> so she's like, fuck you, dad. Okay. Well, that could be it. But um, nevertheless, she lost her cool on him. And um, 
I think that I remember when like Charlotte turned on her dad like in 2016 and she's like, I don't need you anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. And that's why I mean by like, I'm scared because we've kind of seen this happen before. And so it's like, now it's giving me kind of like flashbacks to that moment. And I'm like, uh oh, she's gonna turn heel, and uh oh, I think it's gonna be Oscar versus them, and uh oh, I think it's gonna be Goldberg versus. And I'm just like, I don't want to see this, please God, <laughs> please. But not that I don't want to see Oscar and Charlotte. I think they have great matches together, but I'd rather see them fight somebody else. Yeah, I know what you mean. But it was a different. It was all right. It was a. It was a crazy moment. You you could take your ears phones. Well, you could take your hands out of your ears so you could hear what we're saying now. Um, I'll hear you if they exactly, you know, had their hands over the ears. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe they did, maybe they did. Maybe yeah. we could give them some kind of like, um, I don't know, like hearing vision or something, or some kind of like, we give them a like beeping noise, like a yeah, loud. Wait the fuck! Elon Musk, get on that now. Yeah, it's time to come back on something like crazy loud. <laughs> um. Yeah. Okay. So Drew McIntyre and Sheamus are talking backstage, and here we go. Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart show up. And what Hulk, you gonna do, brother? Yeah, that whole entire stupid gimmick. He says that Drew McIntyre is a great champion, and Drew reminds him a lot of Hulk Hogan. This is just a moment for Drew to pose with Hulk. It really wasn't anything. I feel, I feel they really ruined the segment. I mean... If you really think you, if you felt bad, like wouldn't he support Keith Lee or something? Yeah, I I didn't understand, and I also what I didn't like about it because here's what I thought: once I saw this, I said, okay, so another legend is gonna support Keith Lee. I'm like, some legend is gonna come and pump him up because Hulk Hogan and Jimmy Hart pumped up Drew McIntyre, and I was, and later on we'll see that didn't happen, and I'm like, all right, well, like Vince, fucking chill out with your hate for Keith Lee. I'm tired of it. Go hook up with Goldberg somewhere else and let us get our Keith Leon because I'm tired of it. <laughs> Go hook up with Goldberg somewhere else. I'm tired of it, man. Like, ooh. Seriously, come on, Keith Lee. Let's go. I don't get it, but why, why is Goldberg – doesn't he have, like, three universal title reigns? Dude, Goldberg stopped, like, wrestling full-time in 2004. He's – I mean, really, what what makes him a good universal champion? Because they think that pe- – because I'll tell you why. Because people are morons. Because people who are probably, like, in their 40s or, like, his age, like, 55, like, in that age group, old as fuck, my mom's age, <laughs> old, are like, ooh, nostalgia. Now, listen – I'm like that, too. Don't get me wrong. I think Trish Stratus could be any motherfucker in that ring, any female. D- do you think it's really possible? No. But because you grew up with that person, it's hard to really say someone's better than that. So I think that's happening a lot right now where WWE is using a lot of people's nostalgia and saying, oh, remember when you used to love Goldberg and he was undefeated and you used to watch both Raws and Goldberg was the monster and nobody could fuck with him. Now he's going to take on today's version of that monster and fuck today's version of that monster. Like, so it's it's almost like a way to kind of like, I don't know, but it's just like... 
eh, it's like if you're old, like I don't ever see like if if you beat Drew McIntyre, then literally there's no respect to Drew McIntyre because it, it like how in the world. I don't care how jacked you are. No dude of his age. First of all, let's see how old Goldberg is. Let me look that up. I think he's like 53. Let's see. 53, 54 around there. Like, because, I'm sorry, he probably is a little bit. I know, I know he's as old as Goldberg. He's 54. He's 54. He's one year older than my mom because he was born 66. So, yeah. So, yes, because a 54-year-old would be able to take Drew McIntyre. And the problem with that is that, kind of like I have a Brock Lesnar, we need to feed the Undertaker. So, you're basically telling me that everybody who defeated Drew McIntyre is not as good or better than Goldberg. Exactly. And, you I mean, know. if you're going to, like, here's the thing. If you're going to use an older star, use him to build up your new superstars. No, he's going to watch. He's going to win the title. And for some reason, rumor alert, going to fight Roman Reigns. We're not getting Roman Reigns versus Goldberg. You will. You will watch. I'm telling you, watch. There's some way to do it. I swear, if they do a champion versus champion match, Goldberg versus Roman, I'm going to freak out. No, I'm done. Or they might have, I know it sounds crazy, they might have Roman drop the KO and then go after Goldberg. I mean, I don't see that happening. Well, I don't. No, the, reason, the only way they can do that is if Roman went to Raw. Because but you know how it is. And Roman loves SmackDown. They can't do it unless they put a new wild card rule or something like that. But they know. do that all the time, just in randomly. They're just like, oh, guess who's coming on Raw this week? <laughs> like they just be dropping people in all the time. Yeah, it does suck without the draft for sure, um, and it does ruin it if it does do that. But I don't know, man. I, I for some reason can see Roman Reigns. And Goldberg. I mean, I don't want it. I really don't. I don't care. But... I don't want it. No one cares about it. Like, I'm glad the match didn't happen last year. I'm glad. Like, this is an unpopular opinion, but I'm kind of glad they had Strowman take the title instead of Roman because I, cause then that would have never led to a Roman Reigns heel thing. It would have put over Braun Strowman, which kind of did. And it was kind of a better idea in the long run if Roman didn't do it against Goldberg. It's not a good idea. Don't do it. Yeah. No, I agree, man. It's, it's, uh, we'll talk more about that as we get to the end. But up next, we have WWE US champion Bobby Lashley with MVP taking on Riddle. There's a really good moment that I was like, ow. Um, Bobby Lashley just threw. Riddle into the ring post, and just the impact of it, it sounded like, boom, like, it sounded like it hurt like hell. Um, This is a weird ending, too. So Riddle taps out to the hurt lock, but the referee didn't see the tap, and Riddle rolled over and got the pin on Bobby Lashley. So another sort of, like, cheap victory, kind of. I don't know. Riddle's good, so I don't understand why they would have him do that, but... Um, yeah, <laughs> it really wasn't nothing to it. I like Bobby Lashley and I do like Riddle. I think they're good opponents, but I don't know. I feel like there really wasn't much chemistry. It was just kind of just like, I mean, if I'm being honest, I feel Lashley's kind of past his prime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I feel that too. I do agree with you. I think he is old school and, you know, needs to kind of get over it. I feel like he's, like, needs to stay in 2008, my honest opinion. But um, he did have a good match with someone a couple weeks ago. I did, And I'm not saying I don't like him, Bobby Lashley. Like, I normally, like, fast forward when he's on. Um, but I, I truthfully, I was watching to see how Riddle was going to do with him. 
but it, uh, it it wasn't anything really like it really didn't miss anything with that one. Um, now we see Mark Henry. I didn't understand this. Um, he is on like one of those scooters with his leg. Now I know he's a big dude. I didn't know he got hurt. I I was surprised to see that. So he's on his scooter and he's talking to Ricochet. And um, he basically tells Ricochet that he's good and to get it done, you know, talking about retribution and shit. Yeah. And then Randy Orton comes over and he trash talks Mark Henry and he tells Mark Henry to scoot out of the out of his arena. This is sad for me because I've been watching the Attitude Era, another plug January 20th, Judgment Day. Um, Mark Henry is fucking like huge during this time period of the Attitude Era. Meaning, like, yeah. big. Sexual chocolate. Yeah. And, like, even big. Like, not even, like, how, like, popular it would be. Even, like, his size. Like, he was a big dude. And seeing him and Rainy Orton talking to him like that, just, like, I feel like Vince doesn't respect the history of his company. You have the world's strongest man showing up on a scooter and getting, like, literally pissed on by Rainy Orton. Now, I'm not saying that Rainy Orton can't take Mark Henry, because he probably could. Mark Henry, all you gotta do is stand on one knee, take that fucking scooter, and hit him with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, they're making it like he's just gonna sit there and scoot on out. Like, that. It's just like, this is the world's strongest man. This dude used to move cars. Like, how... Oh, my trailer. Yes, how, how is he gonna... I don't know, but yeah. And then we come back, Bobby Lashley says he's gonna make... He's gonna punish for those bitch ass... Then we go to Mandy Rose taking on Shayna Baszler. Before the match starts, uh, Shayna Baszler attacked Mandy Rose from behind and threw her into the guardrail. Dana Brooke runs down and challenges Shayna Baszler. I gotta tell you, Mandy Rose is looking good. Dana Brooke's been looking good too. Um, basic match. Shayna Baszler has Dana botch. I'm sorry, Brooke. In the Carafuda Clutch. Dana Bodge, I mean, Brooke. <laughs> I know, I love doing that. She's gotten better. She's gotten very better, Dana. Um, but yeah, so Shayna has Dana in the Carafuda Clutch, but Dana rolls her up and gets the win. Um, after the match, Shayna Baszler didn't let go, and Manny Rose and Dana were able to hit, like, a, I think it's their finisher they hit on Shayna, and then Shayna kind of was, like, passed out. So, really wasn't much of a match, you know, just back and forth with Shayna and Dana and Nia. I was wondering where Nia Jax was, though, because she didn't come out to help her. So, I don't know, maybe their partnership might be up. Um, yeah, I know what you mean. Rainy Orton is with Ric Flair now. He comes backstage and he basically talks shit to Rainy Orton, calls him a pathetic old man, whatever. Then we see Little, Little, oh my goodness, that's me saying Lee and Matt Riddle. Little Lee and Riddle are backstage talking, and Riddle is pumping up Keith Lee for his match tonight. And I'm going through this quick because really, guys, nothing really happened. Jeff Hardy takes on Randy Orton. I thought it was cool seeing Jeff Hardy dressed up like the way he used to. I thought that was a cool homage. It was a good match. Nothing great really happened. Randy Orton hit an RKO for the win, and that was pretty much it. Um Really nothing. I mean, if you have something to say about it, there really wasn't nothing. No, I don't care. Yeah, it was just a basic match. Um, then we go backstage. Molina's with Lucha House Party, and they're going, Lucha, Lucha. Molina looking good, too. Hello? Come back at the Royal Rumble, please. Um, 
Then I didn't get a chance to see this match fully because I had to get up and do something. But the Lucia House Party, they defeated the Hurt Business. Um, and Shelton Benjamin and Cedric Alexander were arguing. I guess they might have had like a miscommunication or something, and which caused them to lose. So there is drama within the Hurt Business. Next, we see Tori Wilson and Nikki Cross backstage, and Angel Garza comes up, and Tori says that Cardi B is across the hall and go visit her, and then he walks across the hall, and the boogeyman scares him. R-Truth runs out, rolls him up, and becomes a 24-7 champion again. And then my favorite part, Ron Simmons appears and says, damn. Damn. I always loved him. Damn. I love Ron Simmons. He's the best. I remember, I I think one of my favorite Ron Simmons moments was when Vince was after the battle of the billionaires with Donald Trump and, and Vince, where he had, where he had his head shaved mm-hmm. bald. Mm-hmm. I just loved when Ron Simmons just said, Damn! <laughs> he saw it. It was just like really funny. Right? Fucking APA for life, man. I don't fuck yeah. with Ron Simmons. I can't. It's hard to remember, but like it's weird to think because if you remember correctly, you had JBL, Ron Simmons, mm-hmm. always pounding that. It was always funny because you know you'd always see them like playing cards or whatever, mm-hmm. drinking beer, smoking. It was just funny. I love them. Yeah, I, the Alkalite Protection Assistance. I think I don't know. Anyway, no, it was it was called. Oh, I think it was like always pounding ass or something like that. I don't remember exactly. It was some kind of like like because. They remember they'd have like the door backstage and like they'd yeah. scream if they didn't come in. I love that shit. Yeah. yeah See, they don't do anything like that. Like it's like for, it's like we get like a shitty product. Like we get like the shitty version of it. You know, it's like 2020. We get the shitty year, the shitty raw. Yeah. It's not the same. But okay, we are on our main event: the WWE Champion Drew McIntyre versus Drew McIntyre. Yes, Keith Lee. I love Keith Lee. He's he's one of my favorites right now. He's he's a really solid wrestler, and like I I really do think he he has potential and everything. He's he's fucking awesome, man. I love Keith Lee. So I'm gonna go over some moments of the match that I thought were important. There's a moment in the beginning where Drew McIntyre slapped the living sh- taste out of Lee. Um, there's another <laughs> another moment where Keith Lee tackled the living shit out of Drew McIntyre and sent him over the guardrail. Um, Drew McIntyre hit a really cool over the head suplex. There was another moment where Drew sent Keith Lee through an announce table. And the thing that, like, I try to emphasize is that these two dudes are both, um, well, I think Keith Lee might be almost six foot. Drew is over six foot. Both of them over 200 pounds. Keith Lee way over 200. So these are big dudes that you're picking up and throwing. So, yeah, strong people. Um, Keith Lee hit a very cool Spanish fly on Drew McIntyre, which looked very impressive. And the ending, uh, this is kind of maybe why it wasn't my favorite match. The ending was kind of anticlimactic. He hit yeah. Drew Keith Lee with the Claymore, and that was it. Um, After the match, he fist bumped Keith Lee. What did you think of the match? I thought it really showed off Keith Lee's potential, honestly. Yeah, I, I agree. Like Keith Lee stood out to me more than Drew McIntyre in this match, to be honest with you. Yeah, same. But what I liked about it, though, was I feel, I don't know, this is really weird, and this just must be because I like NXT a lot. I think when the NXT guys, when they go on the main roster, 
and they fight former NXT people, I think they have this sort of like weird instant chemistry because I feel like when you're performing for NXT and WWE, they're two different things. And I think like I mean, this, they're, they're for the same company, but they're kind of two different things because one's run by Triple H, the other one's kind of run by Vince. He yes. doesn't really know how to do a good show. Yes. And I look at NXT kind of like in this, not like comparison hardcore, but the fan sort of, it's almost like counterculture, kind of like ECW in the sense of that, like nowadays, I'm not trying to mean, but kind of liking WWE, a lot of people look down on it. They're like, oh, it's w- like, it's kind of like a better version of the uh, ECW that WWE kind of did. Exactly. And the thing is though, dude, like even the storylines are better. Like it's just, so I feel like, in my opinion, well, I mean, it's also because Vince. I mean, like Vince wasn't like an active wrestler; like he was just like on the commentary side mm-hmm. of everything. Triple H was actually a wrestler; like he actually knows how to how to actually make stuff good. True. I mean, yeah, you have to hear a few flops here and there, but I mean, he basically knows what he's doing. But the other thing, though, too, to think about, though, man, is that Vince lost his touch because before, you got to think about back in, like, and granted, they had a – it is it is Triple H for sure running it, but think about it, man. Back in, like, 99, 98, 2000, 2001, the storylines were much more compelling, and I think Vince got lost with the times. I think he thinks everyone – will like what he likes. And it's just like, no one likes that. <laughs> like, I don't understand. And I feel like he doesn't have enough people <clears throat> to, like, tell him, nah, Vince, like, that's not a good idea. Everyone just kind of just like, okay. And I think, like, because of that, you're right. I think Vince, because he controls so much of it and no one is willing to say anything to him, it, it's a different atmosphere. Because there was a time when WWE was booming. Like, I, I everyone... I remember who was it? Who was it? Someone was talking. I don't know. It was my even Bruce Pritchard. He was talking about how he went to like I don't know, maybe like a other like Finland or something. And the only shirts that like were selling, like everybody had on a Stone Cold shirt. Everybody at that time was really into it, and it's kind of gotten down. And I think Triple H can kind of create moments that like people like me who were members that time can kind of really enjoy. I don't know. I just feel like Vince is really out of touch, and I think the people... He's pe- always out of touch. I mean, he hasn't really come up with good stuff in years. Dude, what, the fucking gobbly gooker, what do you mean he hasn't come up with good shit? <laughs> really? <laughs> right. Um, nah, nah, yeah, Vince has always been fucking nuts. But I think it's the whole thing. He needs someone to kind of steer him, and because WWE that the brand is his baby he's like whatever he looks at nxt as developmental it doesn't matter whatever happens to them and it's triple h's project so if it fails oh well to him this is his child so he is gonna but well i mean you also gotta look at it like this as well i think the reason he's not trying so hard like he really should be but like he's not trying so hard because say he takes up with the monday night wars they had WCW. He thrived on competition. That's the way the that's the way Vince is. He thrives on that mm-hmm. stuff. But because they're not going like head to head like WCW was, he wasn't like he doesn't really care that much because you know 
AEW's on Wednesdays and mm-hmm. Monday's Raw's on Mondays. Mm-hmm. He, he doesn't care if they get more viewers because it's not really in a mm-hmm. big competition to him. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, I mean, and the thing is, it's, I mean, listen, never say never, anything could happen, but most likely WWE is never going to go out of business unless, like, they just, everyone dies and they choose to sell it and it becomes something different. Because it, it's... It is what it's lasted time. Now, you're right in the point of that they didn't have the Monday Night War experience because at that time, too, they weren't as established as they are now. So they did have a lot more to lose because at the time they weren't a publicly traded company. And who knows what could happen? They really could have gone out of business. And you're right now. Yes, AEW is definitely a competition. But they're not calling each other competition. They're calling each other like different businesses, kind of. So it's... it's, it's yes, it's definitely different for sure. But after the match comes the moment that I'm not ready for. Often you hear and Gobert comes down. I'm surprised he's not bleeding on his head. Um, he comes down and I started laughing when he started talking because he goes, he says Drew McIntyre has size, speed, and athleticism, but he doesn't have respect. I love how everyone talks about respect for the reasoning. Remember when Charlotte was like, so Charlotte, why did you join up with Asuka? One word, respect. Respect. Like, okay, all right. Well, everybody respects each other. I mean, mean, think about it. John Cena was loyalty, uh, hustle, and respect. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's what their go-to is, respect. Respect. So um, he said that, Drew McIntyre thinks that in his prime, he's better than all the legends up there. Um, None of the legends pose a threat to you. (laughs) Here is my thing about this whole entire thing. Let's not put this there. Everybody thought if he was going to take Goldberg down. Look how that situation happened last year. Well, and here's my thing. Nothing's Nothing's coming, unfortunately. Here's what I don't understand. When did Drew McIntyre talk shit about the, the legends? Because he didn't say nothing bad about them. He didn't say I'm better than anybody. He didn't say nothing. He didn't say he was better than anybody. He's just like, I'm the champion. So then Goldberg says that he's coming to challenge Drew McIntyre for the title at Royal Rumble. Drew McIntyre says that he that everyone has a he has respect for everybody and um He's like, think about, he's like, 20 years ago, fighting you would be like fighting my dad's mate. (laughs) And then Goldberg pushes him. So I'm glad they at least mentioned that, that like, buddy, you're old. But, but he'll probably win. And then we're all going to have egg on our face and be like, yeah, an old dude beat Drew McIntyre. So that was it. And then Raw ended after Goldberg pushed him down. I, it was kind of like an abrupt ending. I think maybe Goldberg missed his cue and was supposed to push him before, but I don't know. Um, but yeah, that was it. That was Legends Night. I didn't think it was really anything great. Um, if you missed it, you didn't miss anything, in my opinion. The only thing that came out of it was, we now know, a Royal Rumble, Goldberg versus Drew McIntyre for the WWE Championship. Um, what what are your last takes on it, Dan? Final thoughts? Um, really, it didn't really need me. It wasn't anything special. It was just the new 
in a sense, it was just a tag on it. it it's just a fancy tag on it. That's all it was. Mm-hmm. Same old shit, just fancy tag. I'm just waiting for the more adult related content. I mean, I know, I know, Go- I, I think, I think Vince took it literally when they said more adult content because Goldberg's old as the hill. But, um, yeah, nothing's happening that's making me stop in my tracks and go, ooh, wow. Like, they always say with WWE, and then we're going to get going. They always say with WWE that there used to be that water cooler moment where, like, you remember going to school the next day and talking about it with your friends and being like, oh, my now, God. Now it's just like if you talk about it, you're made fun of for it because it's not going well. Exactly, exactly. So it's like I'm just waiting for those water cooler moments to come back. Even if you weren't a fan of wrestling, like you knew when Austin came in with that bear trunk that that with that bear truck that that was going to be a memorable moment. Everybody saw it. Everybody knew. Now it's not getting that much exposure, and I think we gotta have more water cooler moments in WWE. But you could definitely hear some water cool water cooler moments with us because Anthony cannot talk as nor as usual, <laughs> and Dan obviously. Uh, we're going to have a good week because we now know that next week's Raw, I don't even think they announced, nothing's really been announced for next week. I think it's just going to be a, a normal Raw leading into Royal Rumble soon. Royal Rumble is taking place on January 31st, if I'm correct. I'm very interested in how the Royal Rumble will go, though, to be honest, with social distancing and all that. Oh, you mean like with the wrestlers? I didn't even think of that. Oh, shit. Now you got something that's going to make me think. Yeah. You're right. How is it going to be socially distanced? Well, I mean, they could have another year with Brock Lesnar. <laughs> I was thinking that. I'm like, they're probably going to pull a Brock Lesnar. Don't tell Vince. He'll be the first one to say, okay, call him Brock. Yep. <laughs> All right. Well, yes, that is our raw recap. Thank you for listening. Make sure you tune in. We'll be back next week on Wednesday, January 20th for our, no, I'm sorry. What am I talking about? Wednesday, January 13th. Goodness. We're already in the 20th. Jesus Christ. This Uh, is month went fast. Goodness. uh, Please don't tell me that because that means that I would have been in work the day before. Okay. So (laughs) thank you for tuning in. um, And we will all see you next week. I'm Ant. I'm Dan. And you are tuning into World of WWE. See you next week.